Uh, welcome back to the XX Mormon Podcast. I am Elder Jackson, of course, conducting the meeting um, as as always. Uh, and of course, we are joined by Counselor Davis, who is here from the stake. Apparently, the stake is super worried about our ward, so they keep sending him our way. And <laughs> up on the stand presiding is Bishop Jensen. And we have the newly ordained, just as of last week, uh, President Tyler, uh, our Relief Society president, joining us. Um, Can you call her President Sister Tyler? Okay, so I'm, so, I'm sorry, Bishop. Don't get confused. Right, President Sister Tyler. <laughs> Uh, just in case they assume she holds a priesthood well she does but oh right forgot forgot. right right yeah um okay yeah welcome we're gonna get that uh listener feedback uh of course so uh, president tyler why don't you start us off sure yeah so i uh binge listened to a whole bunch of your podcast episodes and uh i've got caught up to almost all of them and i have a lot of opinions and do you have any thoughts? disagreeable opinions? Those are the ones that are most fun. You... Those are the ones that are most interesting to ta- to talk about. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. You disagree I remember, with us? I, well, I remember in the moment, I could, if it's funny, because you two have a bit of a different of opinion sometimes mm-hmm. uh, between each other. <laughs> I, and so I, I I'll, th- I'll lean towards one of you, but I'm like, mm, I don't know if I agree with the other one of you. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, <laughs> no, I didn't have anything overtly like, Oh my gosh, I totally do not agree with it. Honestly, it was a lot of oh my gosh, I totally get that, which is why I kept listening. Hmm. If I right. didn't like anything, I wouldn't have kept listening. But I kept being like, oh my gosh, that's how I feel. Oh my god, I I thought that same thing or had that same experience. So it was more of that. Hmm. Well, I guess I'm going to be boring then. Well, <laughs> no, I mean, you, you don't have to be. Maybe we make also, make something up. As- <laughs> Like all men in the church, we do love. They, they want an eagle stroke as well. We, yeah, we yeah. we love uh, hearing <laughs> yeah. people bear their testimonies of us or <laughs> tell us that they're praying for us. Um, yeah. So, yeah. in which way you choose to enlarge our ego, we are also on board with that. Sure, yeah. I can I can do that. Um, <laughs> so I I listened to them a bit out of order. I list I was I'm most interested in in Counselor Davis, and I thought. I'll start with his episode. So I started there and I kind of listened to them from there to the most recent and then kind of backtrack to the beginning. So these are not in order. These and comments I'm and about also by, by most recent, she means as of like June, because this is when we're recording it. This episode comes out in September, just as a heads up for everybody <laughs> tuning in. Cool. Oh, also, we're still looking for that listener feedback. Email us unmormon at gmail.com. We wanna we wanna know if if you like this enough to force us to keep going. Going. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, you know back. what? I, I, I'll give you one piece of listener feedback that that was an episode I had to stop listening to because I was like, I just can't keep listening to this anymore. There was one episode I, that was that was that one. That one was the it was one of your ones. Oh, I'm trying to look it up on your list of episodes it was oh it was breaking up with the church oh okay really yes because you you were list you were going through a list of breakup how to get through a breakup mm-hmm. yeah but how to like apply that to the church and it was all the like you know eat healthy and exercise and get some good rest and make sure you go out of the, your house and do some stuff. And I'm like, maybe this is just me. Cause I'm going through a bunch of like, I'm very 
in a very anxiety depressive state at the mm-hmm. moment. And so that's all the same advice you're given when you're depressed as well. Okay. And right. I'm like, F off. I cannot do this. Right. Right. Yeah, right. No, that, right. Fair point. that makes sense. Yeah. We're regurgitating that, an article. I mean, Hey, stop yeah. making excuses, found, Bishop. You love that. Too, you, yeah, you posted it or never. So you, I looked at it. You, you messaged me, Bishop, and you said, this is perfect. Let's talk about it. And I thought, I thought, yeah, that is like a lot of the same, you know. Yeah. And uh, yeah. Yeah. So I can, I can, I, I can see. It wasn't yeah. that it was bad advice or that it was not relatable to the church. I agree that it is. Mm-hmm. I agree that it's. The advice you get when you're trying to like get over anything, right? I am just in some things. So it's I, just the I'm same not ready thing. Ready to get out of it yet? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's like yes, yes, yes. Okay, pray and read my scriptures. You know, yeah. it's the yeah. same kind of feeling you get when you're leaving the church and you're told to pray and read your scriptures. You're like, right. go away. Right. That's right. how I was feeling. So right. I had to stop that episode. Only about halfway through. I made it through half of it. So. Okay, well, did my yeah. best with that one. <laughs> so that was that one. Okay, <laughs> um, okay. Good the to firmament know. one you mentioned. I okay. So I again, I was not born in the church. I joined when I was uh, baptized at eighteen. So there was a lot of stuff you guys talked about that I didn't necessarily understand or like know about mm-hmm. because I just hadn't lived the whole life in the church. Uh, but the firmament is a word I've heard before, and like you guys, I always assumed it was the earth. But, uh, and I wanted to mention this because you didn't explicitly say it in your podcast. So I thought it would be interesting to hear your opinion on it. Um, Because you read about how like the firmament is what separates the water from the water. And that's why I always thought land because like, Mm Maybe they meant water from the air. Like maybe God was, uh, there's a typo or something like. Or yeah, or like like the Eastern Sea from the Western Sea. Is what, like, I always thought, yeah. But, uh, I mean, I assume you know this, but maybe you guys don't. I don't know. The water, the the, because you were saying, like, there's, because there is water in the air, right? It's Mm -hmm. the clouds. There's Mm -hmm. precipitation. And I never thought about that before because I always assumed it was an error. Uh, But, yeah, there's water in the air because it's clouds and precipitation. So, you guys were talking about, like, a water bubble over this, like, flat earth. So, that's what, Uh, that's, yeah, that's the... The Old Testament cosmology would be they believed right. there was a dome and that the yeah. blue sky was water and God would open a window and that's how rain came down. Right. Yeah. But I but I don't think it's that far off in terms of there is a layer of water. It just is a different yeah. form. Yeah, yeah. It's their right. like interpretation. So that's how they understood the world, you know, in the Bronze Age. They're like water comes from the sky and the sky is blue, hence it must be an ocean, and right. it's suspended by this dome yeah. over right. a flat earth. So they're not... You have yeah. to open a, a spot for it to come through. Yeah. Yeah. You also said on that episode, the four corners of the earth, and it's interesting because when I, whenever I've heard the term, the phrase in church, I never thought flat earth. I always assumed by four corners of the earth, they kind of meant like north, south, east, and west. The cardinal directions, yeah. Mm-hmm. But when you said the four corners of the earth is like another part of like how they may have ex- may have understood it as flat, like a flat earth, right? Square or whatever. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, that's interesting. So I thought there were some interesting things that I like. I learned from your podcast, I guess, is what I'm trying to say here. Thank you. Wow, we're Thank educational. Yeah. <laughs> that's like the um, best compliment yeah. anybody's ever given me. I learned something. <laughs> 
um uh i had a lot so sister the episode that you had with sister mm -hmm. i thought was very interesting i'm going to come back to that one because i had the most notes about that episode so i'm going to come okay, back to that one okay um one line that uh counselor davis said i don't think he meant it in this way uh, counselor davis i don't think you meant it in this way but you said uh you guys were talking and you were like this is a cyclical nightmare Mm, as you were mm -hmm. each explaining the other person's like right and i i wrote a comment of like that's exactly why it's so hard to like leave the church because everything can kind of be talked out which is why if you listen to last week's podcast it, it, it couldn't get talked out of this like the lgbtq uh issues for me so mm -hmm, mm -hmm. i got out of that cyclical nightmare but i was like it's totally a cyclical nightmare like you guys were joking about you're we making apologetics. We, we just kept but, making back and forth apologetics. But that's exactly and, how I yeah. feel about church or how I felt about church when I was like, there's totally. all these excuses, right? Okay. There's all these reasons. Have you ever worked with someone where like they've made a mistake and you kind of corner them on it and they just keep talking mm -hmm. in hopes yeah. that if they talk long enough or write a long enough email, you'll just get bored or disinterested and leave it alone. Mm -hmm. Right. That's like what... Yeah apologetics are right it's like if we just keep talking and put enough words in this article people lose interest in polygamy or blacks in the priesthood or whatever the subject is and they'll leave it alone yep exactly but that's how i felt i was part of that apologetics and, and bishop, group bishop jensen oh counselor davis are you frozen, frozen. Are, you, are you coming uh, bishop bishop uh can you hear me now yeah yeah yeah, yeah. But not now. So, uh, Bishop Jensen, you had said at one point, you know, you're adding with your. <laughs> I think there's a go huge on, go delay. Go on without me. There, no, there's a, there's a huge delay. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna take a moment. Everybody, everybody, hold on for a second, and then we're gonna we're gonna let Counselor Davis speak. We can hear what you're saying. It's just there's this this delay. I guess that's what you get for living on the other side of the country. So. Uh, let's, uh, everybody take a, take a breather. Counselor Davis, as soon as you jump in, I'm going to stop talking. Okay. I'm just going to, I'm just going to fill the dead air so that the audience doesn't have to listen to nothing. Counselor Davis, are you, are you coming in? No, <laughs> still frozen. Still frozen on the screen. Uh, okay. Well, um, <laughs> he's gone. Yeah. I think he's totally frozen out. I'll message him. I'll message him to message his question. I, I'm sure whatever he had to say was incredibly profound and interesting. Maybe this is the spirit holding him back from saying <laughs> it. He's being restrained by the spirit so that um, so that we don't hear all the mysteries of 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 God. I think that's the pearls that we're not yet ready to bear. Exactly, exactly. Not I think that's exactly what slide. happened. Yeah, yeah, but. Uh, President Tyler, you you were saying something. Uh, yeah, just that uh, it's a cyclical nightmare, and I totally agree with that because I was totally part of the the group, the people that was would explain it, give it, give reasons, and keep talking until it made sense. Yeah, yeah, you just go long enough, and it works. That's I mean, that's basically podcasting too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> um, the other notes I wrote down from listening to the podcast were. Um, the part that was super interesting, it was it was one of the 
more recent podcasts I listened to, but because I listened to them out of order, I have no idea which one it was from. Mm. Uh, Bishop Jensen, I think you were saying that there's, you are able to, it was your favorite people in the church. You're able right. to think about these favorite people that you you know love or had helped you through these hard experiences, but they're only helping you through these hard experiences that the church manufactured. Mm-hmm. You would not have had those hard experiences if you were not in the church, like the church is creating extra problems for you that you would not have had to deal with outside of the church. And Mm -hmm. so it's like a double-edged sword of like, yeah, there's these great people that help you through these hard things, but the hard things are only hard because of the church. Right. I thought that was, I completely agree with that. It's (laughs) yeah. Yeah. It's kind of the uh, Jesus knocking on the door saying, let me in. It's like, uh, why? Because I'm here to save you from what, from what I'll do to you if you don't let me in. Right. Yeah. 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 That actually takes me to my other one that I wanted to come back on. I think we talked about this last week on the podcast. Uh, How can you take this message too seriously? It's because it's my entire like eternity and like family salvation and life. Right. Uh, Yeah. I'm going to take it. I'm not going to have a coffee crisp chocolate bar Mm -hmm. because there's coffee in the ingredients, even though I know people that are super active in the church that have coffee crisp chocolate bars. Yeah. To me, it's abhorrently against the word of wisdom. Right. And right. I, uh, you know, how could you do that? Because, and, and to cry when, like I cried when there's like iced tea on my hand or coffee would drip on my hand. Cause I, my brother's mm-hmm. cup spilled. I felt so bad about it because I felt like by allowing it to come near me, I was breaking the word of wisdom and therefore I was jeopardizing my eternity in heaven, which mm-hmm. also was one of my shelf items to be, to be honest, if I thinking about it was, I realized I'm like, <clears throat> what kind of God would condition my spot in heaven mm-hmm. based on whether I drank coffee or not. Mm-hmm. And whenever anyone asks about the word of wisdom, not in those terms, but like, Oh, you guys can't drink Coke. I'm like, no, we can drink Coke. It's just, it's the coffee. It's not the caffeine. They're like, well, why? And Basically, my answer now, especially, is just to see if we'll listen to the rule. Like that's mm-hmm. the rule. The rule is just to see if we'll listen to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not. It's not that it's, there's necessarily anything. Like I mean, yes, of course, coffee's addictive, blah blah blah. But it's mostly the word of wisdom is mostly to see if you'll listen to it. It's about control. And and yeah, exactly. Like if you take a step back from that, God's just giving these commandments to us to see if we'll follow them. It's like, at what point in time does this get to be too? much mm-hmm. so i think i yeah, talked like about what kind of oh sorry go ahead there's this one story i have and i think i've shared it where i'm teaching youth sunday school and the sacrament meeting before i taught this one lesson the chorister for the intermediate hymn instructed us to stand up for no reason yes you did i i listened mm-hmm. to that episode and, Follow and the prophet, that, i think it was right and i was just like at, like at what point in time will you not do the thing that the person at the front of the room is telling i you can imagine do? being in that church at the moment and seeing you not stand up i would be so hard judging you mm-hmm. i'd be like what is he trying to say by not standing up there yeah who who right? does he like, think he is he's thinking yeah. that he's comfortable playing candy crush sitting down <laughs> yeah <laughs> and so i'm like why why is god making my eternal salvation based upon drinking coffee that is mm-hmm. so stupid god would not do that that is so dumb so that was one of the things too that you know, help me, I guess, talk myself out of the church. If you know, if that makes sense, mm-hmm. uh, because I'm like, wait, my eternal self is based on coffee. Mm-hmm. That's 
or iced tea. I never, I never used to be a coffee drinker. Mm-hmm. Now, again, I, I was baptized at like 16 or 18 in the church at 16, like going to church all the time. So I never really was a coffee drinker. I loved iced tea, mm-hmm. but coffee and alcohol were never a big deal. But iced tea, at the, that was what it was for me. It was like, I can't drink iced tea mm-hmm. or I will not be in the celestial king. Like, what? I can't go to the temple if I drink iced tea. I knew plenty of active Mormons who drank iced tea and didn't see it as a conflict with the word of wisdom because it wasn't hot. And it was basically like the same mix as lemonade. Which is, again, those things, like that's where I, that's where I would take it so far and be like, no, they've they've clarified, they've explicitly said, uh, maybe they didn't explicitly say cold stuff, but like tea and coffee. So Mm -hmm. I don't care what form it is. Exactly. Like, Ladies' fingers with the coffee, like coffee cake or whatever that has like yeah. coffee beans or, in it, or like yeah. coffee crisp chocolate bar. Like that's tiramisu. if it has, or like I would not eat uh, like a steak at a restaurant if it had been cooked with wine. Like oh, I was, really? yeah, very like I was very, I felt so guilty if I ever did. And anyway, so these guilt trips that God was giving me, or like the mm-hmm. church was saying that God was giving me, was one of the things that I left the church because of uh so yeah i just resonated with your statement of why do i take it too seriously because it's my whole eternity that's why Mm -hmm. yeah exactly yeah and it's like the only people who are happy in the church are the people who don't see it as life and death yeah yes and i always was so confused with those people because i'm like uh it's your whole eternity like you know okay you guys were talking on a couple episodes it was, uh, I think it was the one with sister where there was like, it was like the sexuality episode or whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you had talked about um, uh, like pornography and, and all these different things and how it's so common. And in my head, especially if I put myself back in that time of like being 16 to 20, whatever, I I'm flabbergasted at how so many people are like cool with it Mm -hmm. because I was so guilt ridden about it. My Mm -hmm. eyes would drift Mm -hmm. to like the level of another woman's breast and I'd be like, Oh my God, I looked at her boobs. Mm -hmm. Like I felt so, and you're right. Like, and I, and it was, it was not anything sexual even Mm -hmm. it was, but I felt so, overpowered by these rules that when I heard about other people not taking them as seriously, mm-hmm. I was angry mm-hmm. Yeah, because I'm like, how can you pretend? Why are you in the temple sitting here when I know they're not following the rule? I felt mad that I was following the rules and no one was mm-hmm. yeah. following them as well, <clears throat> which um, you're a comment from the last episode that I listened to, which was like number two or something. It was the Pharisee yeah. episode where it's like, you talked about like, it's a hundred percent obedience to the extreme. And I'm like, that's me mm-hmm. like in a sentence. Like I'm a hundred percent. I was a hundred percent obedience to the extreme Yeah, because that's what I was told. It's because it was so clear cut with like the temple, re- temple re- recommend questions. Like do you do right. this, this, and this? Yeah. Yes or no. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, so to me, yeah. Yeah, it's it's like it's like you should be following these things. I think, you know, the, Well, and there is no gray area. Like, yeah. How are there how are these people saying it's okay to themselves? There's no gray area. They're explicit. It's mm-hmm. clear. So I was just angry. I was even now I guess I'm like I guess I'm jealous is the word. 
because I don't feel like I experienced my twenties. Mm-hmm. I d- I've never been drunk. Even now I've never been drunk. I've never, like, I never, you know, slept with multiple people and like, you know, I've never experienced any of that. And I'm, so I'm, I think I'm jealous that like the church took that from me mm-hmm. because of all these rules that I was so hard pressed on to follow them because I wanted to be saved. Right. Like, yeah. So I'm jealous, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I'm in the same boat, you know, growing up. I I never wanted any adventure. I never wanted to do anything because it wasn't of eternal significance. I was like, why would, why would I do that? You know, that's not important. A waste of time. Yeah. 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 And then, and then I get into adulthood and I become more nuanced and then leave. And I'm like, I missed out. I missed out on so many things. Because mm-hmm. my priority was a fairy tale. Yeah. Yeah. I, I missed out on, on my parents coming to my wedding. I mm-hmm. missed out on uh, so many positive conversations. I could like relationship I could have had with my mom during my like late teen years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I missed out on experiencing other humans. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I missed out on uh, realize like I was didn't realize I was gay until I was like 30, whatever. That's a mm-hmm. long time to, to miss out. I didn't have that whole experience, right? That whole life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You find, because I think this is a, like a common thing. And the way I've talked to myself through, the way I've talked myself through it is that I made the best choices with the tools that I had at the time. Mm-hmm. And I was doing it because I thought it was the right thing to do. So I'm okay with it that person who made those choices is different from the person I am today. And that person who made those choices Mm -hmm. thought he was doing the right thing. Hmm. And I can be okay with that person doing that. I like that thought. I, I, I think that I, I'm going to try to think about, like try to believe that for myself, Mm -hmm. but I feel like, It's, oh, I, I don't mean to have dead air. Sorry. I just no mean problem. like it, it overwhelmed me. It overcame everything. It became the only thing that was important to me at the time. And so I feel, yes, I did what I thought was right at the time, but I also hurt a lot of relationships at the time. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I guess I feel like, I didn't know what was most important. I th- like in listening to you talk about it. And I think this is just something for ex Mormons or post Mormons to understand about themselves is that in your intensity to follow it, you, you reveal things about your character and who you are that are valuable. And so right. there's this relationship I got mixed up in that I mentioned on the podcast where I ended up proposing to this woman after like two weeks of dating and she ended up uh, moving out of the country and we tried doing long distance for a while. And then it eventually and inevitably broke, broke up. And I was talking to somebody else about it and I was feeling like such an idiot. And she said, this person who's talking to me about it said, you showed who you were in this relationship. And that's valuable is you showed your commitment, your character, 
Hmm. Right. And so when we get so wrapped up in the church, you show that you can commit yourself wholly to something and give of yourself wholly to something. And those are good character attributes. They were just pointed in the wrong direction. So you Mm -hmm. showed that you're a good person, Hmm. that you have a strong character. It was just dedicated to something that was useless. But you can point that in another direction. Hmm. Thank you for that. That's helpful because... I always looked at myself as like, you're so stupid. Why, what, what was that? But I, I appreciate that because I never looked at it that way, that it showed that I'm able to, like Mark said, or Counselor Davis said earlier, that I'm able to go all in, like I'm able to commit to something. And yeah. And that's super, like, I'm sure your family benefits from that. I'm sure your career benefits from that. I'm sure you, right. you benefit from that in terms of your hobbies. Yeah. Um, so it's a good character attribute. You got carried away in something ridiculous, but you worked yourself right. out of it, which is, I mean, highlights another great attribute of your character that you can work yourself out of things mm-hmm. that are useless. Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate right. that. And there's one thing I, I can never regret the church fully because if I had not been baptized, I would not have met my husband, mm-hmm. which means I would not have my kids. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I would have had other kids, but I don't think I would have had these exact people that I yeah. have. So I, I, if nothing else, the church gave me them. So, yeah. And there, there's always, you know, good and bad to take with it. You know, right. All my best friends are still Mormon, you know, mm. um, my, my family's still Mormon, you know, my parents met because of the church as well, you know, so it's not like I can you know, just rubber stamp it and say, oh, it's like the most evil, awful, terrible thing. And especially because I'm a white guy, I benefit from it, right? Like I was the person that this thing was designed to benefit, right? And and so I I really can't say that, you know, it was this awful, terrible thing uh, for me. And, you know, I'm glad I figured it out though sooner than later and that I, you know, I get to leave and, and I get to live the rest of my life. Yeah. I also think I learned a lot of what's important to me or like learning to evaluate the purpose for things that I do put myself wholeheartedly into Mm -hmm. without, you know, you're not just jumping into feet first without knowing anything. I'm able to like, be like, "Mm, let's look into this a bit more before we commit or whatever. Is it really that important or whatnot yeah yeah uh there was one of the comments you made in one of the earlier well i don't again i watched them out of order the you you mentioned um we're we've left the church and yet we're still talking about it like this Mm -hmm. and like we're like xx harry potter fans being like talking about harry potter still (laughs) it is interesting but i also think it's so cathartic to talk to people that get it because you know, all the people that are in my life that were, you know, that were not part of the church, like my mom and my sister who I'm very close with, I can't explain or vent to them about Mm -hmm. my feelings that I had because well, of course they're anti-church. Like they never were pro-church. Like they never got what I was feeling. Mm -hmm. They never understood or experienced it or, like understood why I was wholeheartedly in like they never got that so while I can vent and whine about it or whatever to the to the to my family it's not the same as with other people Mm -hmm. so even though we're out of the church I like 
it's comforting to know that there are other people that get it, <laughs> you yeah. know? Yeah, you, you, you need it. You need that catharsis and, and that community that comes with it. Yeah, because you lose your community of the church. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, there was one other podcast. It was, I'm going to round back up to the the one you had with sister, uh, mm-hmm. the sexual, I don't remember what it was called, but it was all about like the sex talk. The sex women. talk. Yeah. The sex talk. That's what it was. So there was one thing that she said, which was that like, or maybe I don't remember who said it, um, but you guys were co- conversing about it, that like women's sexuality is not really talked about. So as a woman, it's like, you don't even really know what to do with it. Mm-hmm. And it, I just resonated with that so much because I completely agree that like, okay. And, and again, I grew up as a Catholic. So, you know, premarital sex was not good, even mm-hmm. in Catholics. Right. So it was right for my whole life, even before my being a Mormon, I was told don't have sex before marriage. Mm-hmm. And so that was such a thing. So it was so important. Oh, I think my kids are talking. Sorry guys. Uh, uh, Alder Jackson, can you talk for just a second while I? Yeah, yeah, I, I I actually have something to uh, to add on onto this here. So my uh, my older sister is uh, in Young Women's, and she was talking about today's this uh, big chastity sex pornography lesson, and she she posted on her Instagram story this whole thing. She says. Tomorrow's youth lesson is about pornography, and I've been stressing out about it all week because it's the first lesson I have to teach my 11 to 13-year-old girls. And she said... That's a lot to put on them. Yeah, and then she says, as well-intentioned as I know my leaders were, some lessons, particularly uh, a zone conference she had on her mission, left me feeling ashamed of feeling anything at all. Well, my friends joked about kissing pillows, I was paralyzed with fear of messing up. And she, she says, I literally thought that one slip up would land me in the hot seat and I'd always be damaged goods. This is my faithful, like, TBM, True Blue Mormon sister saying this on her, on her Instagram. And, and so she kind of goes into this whole thing. She's really good. She's, like, very progressive in the church and, you know, like I mentioned last episode, just unpacking a lot of stuff. But she said, she said, all I want these girls to learn from this lesson is that they are loved. These feelings are normal, even for girls. And, uh, and, and yeah, and she kind of goes on more on, more on Jesus-y stuff after that. But yeah, she, you know. That is so, that is, I completely understand exactly what she's saying. Feeling like, any wrong, any wrong, like, like I said before, like my eyes drifting in one way is like, even if it's not outright pornography or whatever, or like I watch a show that has like a, a kissing scene and you're like, Oh my God, I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm feeling something as a result of that. So therefore I'm doing something bad. Therefore, you know, mm-hmm. completely agree. And like how you said, how you read, we're reading that she said that like these feelings are normal, even for girls. Mm-hmm. People do not talk about like women and sexuality for women and girls and you know, you guys mentioned on another podcast that like, oh, is he a guy? Yes. Therefore, he's watched pornography or like, you know, masturbated or whatever. It's normal. Mm-hmm. But I feel like it's not talked about enough that it's normal for girls too. Mm-hmm. And and like, you know, now that I'm out of the church and, and understanding that it's actually healthy even. And, you know, it can, as long as everyone's like safe and consensual and all of that, it's, it's actually probably better for your marriage just to like be with someone before you're married to 
understand your compatibility and whatnot. Yeah. Or and at like, least be with each better. other before you get married. Right. You yeah. Know? And not, yeah. Because you're, there's just like a switch. I wrote, uh, to, we were told abstinence for our whole life. Mm-hmm. And then suddenly it's okay. Yeah. It's like, you, how do you just turn that switch? Like, as, if you've been repressing any feelings, like if you were not one of those people that was like, it's okay, I'll do it anyway. Like, if you like were repressing it mm-hmm. and pushing it down and then being told, okay, you're good to go. And you're like, wait, I don't, I don't understand how to feel or how to act because I've been told that's not, you don't do that. You don't think about that. You don't look at that or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's, it's been very challenging for me. Um, it's, yeah. um, I think the other, the, the comorbidity with that is that um, men in the church will have been uh, watching a bunch of porn and not being able to talk about it in a in a way where they understand that a lot of what they're seeing is is an over the top fantasy and then they right. come into a marriage with insane expectations right and then the wife has just is struggling with i was supposed to feel nothing and now i'm supposed to be a horror like and go right. crazy right and yeah and it's this complete mismatch and nobody knows how to talk about like I even struggle with that. In fact, cause you, I remember there was like this letter that president Hinckley read when I was like 12 and, um, and it was this woman talking about like her husband's deathbed confessional about watching pornography. And she's talking about how all of his strange requests in the bedroom all of a sudden became clear. And that stuck with me so much that even as a married man now, it's hard for me to communicate my needs because I'm afraid that if I communicate any need, that I am be some kind of pervert who's forcing my wife to do something she doesn't want to do. Mm-hmm. In any, do you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. so I'm always just like, just uh, like it's hard for me to talk about. And I, and it was weird because I thought, oh, I I walked away relatively unscathed and have no kind of sexual shame baggage, like other. And then the more I think about it, it's like, oh, why don't I talk about this? Oh, I'm too afraid that I'm going to be a pervert. Mm-hmm. Because President Hinckley told me that, you know, if I su- suggest anything or whatever, try and communicate any kind of need, I'm some pervert who's oppressing my wife. Yeah. And that honestly, that feeling can be is, I don't know, mutual. I don't know what the right word is, but it, the mm-hmm. opposite is true as well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, especially being out of the church and, you know, exploring more things. It's like I you have these interests or ideas, but you're like, I don't want to ask for that or say Mm -hmm. it because I'm going to look like a weirdo. There's super like shame around sex is is still huge for me right now. And I I think it's generally like it's a global Western problem. Mm -hmm. Right. But I don't think that the church magnifies that problem. Right. Is it's like, I think generally like in the West, especially North America, we, we generally have a sexual shame culture right. where sex is shameful and not to be talked about in right. polite society. And then the church just turns the dial up to 11. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It mm-hmm. makes it way, way worse for everybody. Yeah. For everybody. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I think that's been something. I mean, I haven't had a girlfriend in five five years. I've been out of the church for six months. You know, like I... 
I'm in like a, a space where I'm thinking like about someday when I do have a significant other, I'm going to have like, I'm not really unpacking all of this right now. I don't have like a great space to unpack it right now. And so I'm thinking someday when I do have a significant other, I'm going to be like, okay, look, you know, like this is, you know, this is the life that I came from. This is how I was taught. And th this is kind of what I've thought about, but I don't know what to think about this. And I don't know how I feel about that. And I'm going to be, I know that eventually I'm going to be unpacking all of it. And like, it's just going to feel like I'm right back to <laughs> square one with trying to figure this out. So maybe, maybe we will keep doing the XX Mormon podcast for uh, forever. <laughs> As you continue to unpack. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. Just just come back yeah. every every forever, you know, every six months is like, oh, I found something else. I got to, you know, I'm unpack. So <laughs> up, guys. Yeah. Yeah. And the last comment that sister made on that episode that I thought was that I completely agreed with was she mentioned, you know, her husband uh, mentioning something or something out of the box, let's say. Mm -hmm. And she was like, her instinct is to say like, oh, well, that's not what a good Mormon boy does. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I totally agree. I totally understand that thinking being like, well, that's not what you're supposed to do. Like what you're mm -hmm. supposed to do or supposed to say. Uh, yeah. I just totally was like, I have those thoughts. It's like, I have those thoughts about my spouse and even about me being like, oh, that's not what a good Mormon girl does. But like, I'm not trying to be a good Mormon girl, but it's like my instinct, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, takes forever to purge that for yeah everything. Like I like I said last week, I think is I was I was like, oh, should I pray? <laughs> you know, like yeah, still yeah. you know sometimes pops Things into your embedded. head. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, those are all my notes I had. Basically, it was a lot of I totally agree with this. I totally understand exactly what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, well, that's that's good. I'm glad we could get some listener feedback live on the podcast. Um, of course, we have the inbox open, the unmormon. No, just unmormon, right? Unmormon at gmail.com. Unmormon. unmormon at... I'm surprised that was available. I'm impressed. XXMormon was not. XXMormon was not available, but no. unmormon was. Okay, well, yeah. um, maybe, maybe we will change the name of the podcast. I don't know. Uh, email us at unmormon at gmail.com so that we can find out you know is, is this benefiting you is this helping you do you have a you know do you want to come on and hang out we we have a great time on this podcast uh with with our many guests maybe we'll be able to form a proper ward someday everybody everybody will have a calling <laughs> And uh, <laughs> we'll all the callings we didn't get that we wanted so desperately. That's what we claim. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, but yeah, that that's great. Well, um, thanks, everybody. Does anybody have any final parting thoughts? Awesome. Wow. Uh, no, I'm good over here. The, yeah. The audience couldn't um, hear you. Sh you guys shaking your head. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. we have. No Sorry. No. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> um, so awesome. OK, well. Thank you for joining us. Remember, email us at unmormon at gmail.com. Give us an excuse to, to keep going. We might even have some other projects coming up that you might enjoy. 
um, and projects that you might not enjoy. I don't know. We just we just like podcasting. It's a good time. So uh, yeah, thank you and thank you. Yeah, in the name of Jesus Christ, Amen. <laughs>